When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here, and I'm so excited. This is so fun because uh, we are checking in with our chief international survivor correspondent because we are so blessed to have here with us the great Shannon Gus. Shannon, how are you? Rob, I am just... I don't know, all the, all the words that I currently don't, I think I've used all the words this week already, but yes. it's been a big week of Australian survival. Big week, big week. Okay, just let me heard. just do yeah. the, uh, just for everybody who's here, this is a Survivor Austra- or Australian Survivor week three check-in, okay? Uh, we're three weeks deep on uh, Heroes versus Villains, the 10th season of Australian Survivor canonically. And of course, uh, it was a big week. And what we said here that we were going to do after I was on the podcast with Shannon on the amazing Survivor Global coverage, of course, Shannon broke down everything from this week with our great friend, Nick Iadanza. And of course, you can hear that. What was it? Three hours? It was just over three hours. And people were like, that's not enough. Not but I'm enough. like, we also still have a check-in. We've had so much content yes. this week. Okay, so we figured that it would be great if we could get Shannon here with us on the main feed to talk a little bit about what's going on in case people are not exactly following it or maybe you're kind of casual and maybe there might be a good gateway to get more into Australian Survivor. Of course, uh, we make it very easy for the patrons of Rob's Podcast to uh, get the links to watch the episodes, but there's plenty of other ways uh, so that you can be watching Australian Australian Survivor. And this has been uh, a really great season. This is a great week to uh, check in with you, Shannon. First off, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm excited that people are excited. You know, like it it just feels whenever there's a good Survivor on and it feels like the community is in like a really good mood. Mm -hmm. um, That always makes me happy. And I love that everyone loved this week as much as I did, it seems. And it feels like everyone's jumping on and I'm really excited to get to talk to you about it as well. Okay. Let me start here with my hottest of takes and maybe, maybe you say oh. maybe not, maybe not that hot. Maybe you say like, uh, yeah, this is old news. Okay. Um, okay. Shannon. Okay. Nine yes. episodes here into Australian survivor heroes versus villains. Can I just say, yeah. I'm pretty sure we could say at this hour, tell me if I'm off base here. Australian Survivor is unobjectively superior to U.S. Survivor in every measurable way. 
Rob, that actually is a really hot take, I feel. <laughs> like, that's a massive thing for you to say. Are you allowed to say that? Um, and maybe I'm late to I the party. Agree. Maybe I'm late to the party. Because uh, let's debate it right now. In what way let's do it. is the current version of US Survivor superior to Australian Survivor? It's really hard. It's it's hard because would you be saying that seven weeks into the last season of Australian Survivor, which was long, which I didn't watch, which yes. dragged yes. exactly, exactly. Okay. Th- this is the thing about Australian Survivor. This is what you can say. Well, let, let's leave Survivor South Africa out of it because I truly believe like no one is you know doing it like Survivor South Africa. But talk about US versus AU. Yeah. At its best, Australian Survivor can be the can be like this right. like that phenomenal right. that is like how can you get there but then the lows are very low it's a very extreme franchise and there are yeah. massive issues that US Survivor doesn't have like obviously the diversity initiative sure. that sure. the US has had the editing you're okay with the Australian Survivor editing but i think like generally like the more cohesive editing that US Survivor has mm-hmm. um the, the the twists of US Survivor you could go either way on but they're more game breaking currently and where we're usually at not this season but where we can get to Australian Survivor we have to have non eliminations like there are definitely flaws but it's also extreme it's long it's big and when that big is great it's going to be hard for you to find greater and luckily that's where we're at this week and probably this season of Australian Survivor and we also get it frequently and I think that's a good you get it thing. frequently like I just feel like every second season I feel this, <laughs> like okay. yeah and again maybe I'm like uh, jumping in because this is a great a great season yeah. but I just feel like that if you if you love if you love this U.S. Survivor is like a non-alcoholic beer or diet soda. It's it's wow. just everything that you would like, but much less of it, and uh, in a much in a much like a worse package of you know the you. I, I'm not here to like uh, like really like uh, poop on the U.S. Uh, Survivor. You brought up they do a great job with with casting. No, no doubt, uh, they do a, they do a really yeah. good job of consistently. Actually, the cold casting is better, probably. Mm-hmm. Like without relying on those like returnees and tropes as well. Sure, that sure. is that's a better thing across the board. Yeah, I think, I think that from from top to bottom, they do a better they do a better job on on the casting. But I'm talking about for the the actual product that's that you that gets aired. I mean, that I don't even feel like it's the same show. It's so different. Just like thinking about this, like the amount of time that we've spent and we're nine episodes into this and already this, like this season, 11 ish hours, 11 ish yeah. hours. I, I, we've spent more time with, with George and Shawnee and, and, and Simon and, and Jordy and, and all of it. Like we've spent more time with them than we've spent with the, any, the, the, the biggest characters from survivor 43. Yes, that is true. I mean, and I think the casting is a good example of that divide that I'm talking about. You will get some of the best casting in the world. Who can say at this point that George isn't one of the best Survivor characters, one of the most entertaining Survivor characters we've ever seen? That's the height, and it's not just George. Shawnee, Haley is as well. Like, some of these these characters in this season and across Australian Survivor, I totally agree. But then look at the other people that they cast. Like, who was Fraser? Who right. was that guy? You know, like, he, like, doesn't have a candle. But it doesn't matter. Like, most... It's, it's consistency. It's 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 the inconsistency and the consistency, but the inconsistency of Australian survival will take you to the top, mm-hmm. but it will also take you to the lows. And we and you know, Rob, you're in it for the good haul. Would you 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 know you're not going to be here for the lows. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. The low? the that's true. I'm a fair weather for Australian you're survival. Fair weather, and that's the yeah. best way to be. Like yeah. to get the highs only. Like, oh, what a wonderful time for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm I'm really loving this season. Uh, I can I'm see that. Lo- I love I'm, that. I'm loving your coverage. Uh, it was great once again. Of course, uh, this week, of course, uh, Australian Survivor spoilers uh, to come in case you hadn't known that yet. Uh, it was all over social media that's the episode seven the first episode of this week it was like leaked that this is going to be not Haley leaked uh that it was leaked that oh this is going to be the best survivor episode ever best best tribal council ever how does that happen shannon how did how was there a leak of the episode i feel like other than like times where like jeff probes has like alluded to something like we've never had that with u.s survivor i honestly don't know i don't know if like I mean, I guess maybe like, you know, I, I like watched the episodes earlier for Talking Tribal anyway, um, earlier in the week. So I don't know if like the media generally get screeners or if like they specifically sent out like this screener to the media because it seemed like a lot of people like knew and were tweeting about it. Um, I think they wanted to know. I mean, that's been a big part. That's a big part of Australian Survivor too. It's much more reality TV than I think like the game 
of US Survivor and certainly what like Pure Survivor used to be. It's interesting you say they're like different shows. I feel like they've both gotten away from Pure Survivor, but in like opposite directions, clearly with like Days Played as an example. So they're very different from where we started, but like diverged uh, extremely at a point. So the reality TV aspect and the fact that we're going against the biggest show in Australia, please don't laugh, Married at First Sight continues to be true. We need eyes on screens and we've been getting them, but we need to say things like biggest, best, Tribal Council ever. And then for it to deliver on that and for people to be like, I think you might be right, um, was it. an incredible thing. So people people are watching now, I think, just because of that. They the caught up. Arm. It was early enough in the season. Yeah. And they and, and, well, and having heard, I think, after the fact that the Tribal Council delivered, well, only seven episodes in, which is only several, several hours of your time. So people caught up and people are now into it and hopefully can maintain this height and this level. Because also, I think the whole week was great. Episode nine was also really, really fun. So People are in it now and we just, we can't lose them. I think that's the big thing. Okay. Yeah. Everybody in Australia, uh, check out Australian Survivor for sure. (laughs) Everyone, Uh, yeah. Legally watch the show. Okay. Now you and Nick, uh, and it was so nice to hear Nick on the podcast uh, this week. Again, what a a treasure he is. But uh, you and Nick went through it in great detail. Make sure you subscribe to Shannon's coverage, robinswebsite.com slash global feed. Uh, I'd love to talk about uh, this tribal council because I will say I I loved the spectacle of it so, so much. And, you know, I adore George. Can I ask a question that um, that George as a political operative, like is he like a like a, a highly sought after like political operative or is he just known for his survivor career? No, I think he like he worked in the Labor Party. Um, he doesn't. He now he's like doing really the survivor thing a lot. Um, he wasn't like I think like running for anything yet. Maybe in the future we could all be on. Does he George's run for rule. office or he's like no, no, like yeah, somebody's yeah. campaign? Yeah, he's like he works in like the office basically. He worked and that's what it was. So mm-hmm. and they, I think they you know Australian Survivor love the profession of it all. So like political operative became the thing. Yeah, and now it's a very big part of his game. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's like, this is why I'm a political operative. I'm like, how much are you doing that in your day to day life? Like yelling at Simon. Do yeah. a reality <laughs> show about George, like managing somebody's political campaign. And then like coming in the office, like they're like, I got it. Here's what we do. Like, uh, like, Oh, uh, I don't know, George. Like, uh, no, trust me. We have to do this. Um, anyway, so I just absolutely adored uh, the the spectacle of it. And then for the reveal to come after all that, I just think that uh, it hasn't gotten enough credit. I don't think that the actual edit of the episode, I thought was brilliant to have the reveal done in that way. Because if you're one of the Survivor editors or the Survivor post-production team, you know, there's probably like, you know, 10 different ways you could tell that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say I compared it to the genius and that they, they yes. chose to omit the right amount of information while giving you enough. And when a, when a Survivor episode for me, I always think back to like the Jeremy Collins boot and San Juan Del Sur. That to me is perfect Survivor. If you have two options and, and one person goes, yeah, like, okay, interesting. Oh, it's, it's tense. Who's going to go to not understand what happened? We all hate that. But to have like a thing you didn't consider or maybe until the very, very end, this third option come through, but then for it to make complete sense is perfect survivor composition, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the votes start to come out and it's, and it's Frazier and he uh, ends up being the person to go home and then Simon stays, uh, I'm sorry, no, that, that Steve stays uh, like, oh, just like chef's kiss. I, I loved it. I, I loved it so much. Um, that yeah. being said, that being said, Shannon, um, I, I know that you and you and Nick both said, okay, um, who am I to quibble with with George that he's that he made a, a great great move, but I do wonder if that's if that was the right move in that spot. Yeah, I feel like it was for me. I think for me, the way that I I mean, obviously, I talk about it way more with Nick, and I would encourage everyone. We did like an hour twenty just on like every single part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think like for me, the George movie is the kind of thing that seems amazing in the moment because it's such a spectacle. And then you start thinking about it, you're like, but was it good? Because, you know, he loses these relationships. It's like very, very extreme. And then you think about it a little more and you're like, no, it's actually even better than what I thought. You know, for all the reasons of like in a future tribal council, if they go back with just Simon and an idol and the five of them, they're going to lose those relationships anyway. So we gained Stevie in that. If you think about just like, the, not just the execution and the way that it's done, but I think there was a lot of logic to keeping someone as loyal as Stevie 
who literally is like, if you want loyalty, get a dog, but I think is that mm-hmm. like very, very loyal person in the game and who like, you, you it, it immediately works so well where he's like to Simon, we're not friends. Like it feels like he really, really brought Stevie in, has been blessed to be with him on a swap now. I think to gain that when he could see the losses to come, even if they just go back to another tribal council because they've been kind of snookered here with Simon's quote unquote idol, to me, it makes logical sense rather than just being like, clearly, I think we can all agree, incredible to watch and amazingly executed. Well, I would just love to just talk through the the counterpoint of it because I yes, feel like uh, that I, yes. I, I think it's 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 interesting to talk about. And one, I I, I never want to be like the wet blanket. Like I feel like that when Jesse, the closest thing we like we have recent uh, in U.S. Survivor yes. is the Jesse the Jesse move with Cody, and ultimately it didn't work out for Jesse that he did it, but I love that he did it. I was so happy yes. for to have that given to us. And, and for George to have done this, this was such a gift that uh, that that we got from this. And I, I do think that for George, like perhaps like his win condition of, of like putting on the greatest tribal council of all time might be different than ultimately the win condition of just winning the game. That's true. And I think that we could be talk about that for like the early, early days of US survival. We talk about like Colby taking Tina and having that hero status, which was of value to him, like financial value as well for the person he was in society at that time. And not that like Australian survivors at that point, but I do think like George's career as a survivor player at this point, who probably will play many, many times, who's like on cameo, who's like George, the survivor player doing meet and greets for people saying like, oh, he needs to like fly under the radar. I don't think it's something George can do as who he is as a human, Mm -hmm. but I also think it doesn't work for the person he's trying to be. If he comes on and he's just super, super quiet, makes it really, really far. And then eventually people are anyway, like, Hey, King George and swipe him. And we got nothing from him except like, probably some really fun confessionals. It's not enough. This is who he has to be in the lore of a strand survivor and in like the survivor career that he's building. Okay. So my biggest quibble with the move was that I felt like that George had, you know, this really interesting situation going on with the Joker, with, with Jordy. And Jordy even says in the next episode, like, well, why, like, why, like, you, (laughs) why, why did you do this? Like, I was like, I was, I, I was with you against Simon. Why, why did you blow it up? And we also in this very week had a tribe swap. Like if this was the original heroes versus villains from us survivor, and we were going to like go down to the merge and we weren't going to have a tribe swap. Um, like, I feel like I see the, like, okay, I have to destroy the like guys Alliance here on the like the meat Trey jr uh alliance here on the villains tribe and that was like a really important goal but because they knew like, like a swap was coming and frazier like it w- was like i feel like a very valuable potential ally i do i i have some reservations it comes down to what we always say right before a swap. And the swap was like slightly, slightly later than it's been recently, like an episode or so. And they do always swap in Australian Survivor. And it's hard to think that they wouldn't as much as JLP is being coy because it's so long. Mm-hmm. But like, I think what happened was because they never went back to a tribal council, which was pretty lucky. They're a much weaker tribe and they win that challenge because as we know, Shani threw it. So um, because of that, it makes the move look worse because we never got to go back and see what George had set up. He'd set up these phenomenal pieces um, and knowing that he would have full control there and be in the, you know, the ability to even flush Simon's idol and still get rid of Geordie and just have all the power there. And he, he never got to see it play out because they did swap and they did win the challenge before they swapped. I think had we gone back to that tribal council, had they lost, we would have been able to see how the dominoes had been set up for him to push them down. And, and I think for George, knowing that they'll go back, Simon has an idol and they have this alliance of five, they can't even flush Simon's idol. There's going to have to be three votes on Fraser anyway, and they're going to lose Geordie maybe less dramatically, but they're going to lose Geordie in that anyway. Like where, where to from there for them. Um, So I think that from a viewing perspective, it looks worse just because you could have had a five, you know, a unified five going into swaps like you could have, but you just as easily could have gone back to a tribal council. But because we didn't see that as viewers, we don't see that structure set up that he had done so phenomenally well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, again, I, I love, I love George. Okay. Uh, I am uh, just a unapologetic uh, Stan, but I I am, I feel like uh, that being so public about uh, being with uh, Shawnee and Liz, you know, uh, yeah. at you, you and you and Nick talked about this. I, I'm just worried uh, that I feel like that 
it's hard for me to see the scenario that he ends up like uh, coming out. Like again, I, I'm I'm relishing it while it's happening, but I don't feel like George is on a winning trajectory. Mm, it's interesting. I mean, he's on the George trajectory, you know, like his, but he's on it at its best. I think like, this is what it's always going to be like. I mean, I, like to you, you, it's basically, I think it's like an opinion thing based on like, do you want to prepare for a swap? Or do you want to prepare for like setting up your tribe well before a swap in terms of what he's doing with that? And in terms of like the lack of subtlety, that is George, you know, like George and Kara were like bonded for life in the last season. They were playing idols on each other. It's going to be pretty clear. I think for George as a player, it's it's always very extreme. It's not exactly subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> George is not a subtle person. I don't think this needs to be oh, said. Oh, really? He's not yeah. a subtle person? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. like in, in, in terms of, yeah, I mean, do, do you like see the perspective in terms of like setting it up or are you still like be unified for the swap, be a bit more congenial, you know, like be a bit more it's just, inclusive. It's, it's day 15 of a 50 day game. And and look, I, that you and I have talked many times over the years uh, and I have questioned some of the all time greats of Australian Survivor of like, what is David yes. doing? It's day three. It's day three of a 50 day game. Like he, you can't play this. And again, so maybe that I and am. You can. Some people can. Some people do that forty-seven days. You know. And, and so I, that maybe my my brain is so ruined from survive U.S. Survivor, especially U.S. Survivor in the you know postmodern era, the new era of you make a big move, you make a big spectacle. Guess what? You're the next one out. I mean, that's that is U.S. Survivor right now to a T. And, and look, I you, you listen to me. Like I am so much uh, like uh, I'm getting so much out of watching uh, this play out. I, I'm maybe I can't separate what I see happen on U.S. Survivor from what the players are able to do to for my enjoyment on Australian Survivor. Well, I think it's, well, you know, when George, obviously, when he took six players away from the first tribal council, which we covered together of Brains versus Brawn, that was a huge spectacle. Um, And I did not, I think I spent a long time disagreeing with that as a move Mm -hmm. um, because it left him in a really bad spot. It was a, it was, it was a bad social move, which this obviously was too, in in terms of like Geordie, but like was a great social move with Steve. So I think like it's a better social move that we've seen like from George before. It's also early on, but he's also a returnee. And some people have seen his season that are playing with him. Some of them have. So, mm-hmm. and, and they all know who he is. I just feel like there's nowhere to hide for him. And like, how long is he going to spend trying to hide and failing? You know, like, and how much will he lose in that like fool's errand? It's, it's not, you know, yeah, mean it. I, I don't know if it's like trying to hide, but I just feel like that making additional relationships and giving himself more outs. Uh, I feel like that I, I would like to see that for him again. Who am I to argue with George? Yeah. And, but then look at the relate, like uh, this was done in service of making that relationship with Stevie, mm-hmm. like in, in terms of like Stevie versus Geordie and Fraser, again, probably one of them needs to be lost one of them needs to be lost if they go back to a tribal council, but if they don't, you have that as an option. Like now he's in a swap with Stevie and I feel like that's to the death where like Geordie is still chaotic. He's still got his own agenda, but he did seem very loyal to George. Like George really got him over. And then who is Fraser? You know, like Geordie's, you know, we'll never know. emotional support newbie. Like, yeah. yeah. But like, is the phrase that like, is that that important to George to lose? Cause it does seem like two to one again, like you will have to lose one of them at another tribal mm-hmm. council, but like, is Fraser with George or is Fraser with Geordie? Who's with George? Yeah. Like, I, is, I that, just, is, is that a loss? For me, I just, I love the Geordie thing. I love that like, oh, okay, nobody thinks we're working together and we're doing, and we're doing this thing. And to me, that felt like a very valuable piece to blow up for seemingly like, uh, you know, to win over Steve. Yeah. Who I love Steve also. I love Stevie also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was having fun with Geordie and George's like cross alliance. Mm -hmm. Um, especially having come from doing Talking Tribal with George last season on Geordie's season. And George was like, really not loving Geordie. And I was like, I'm concerned for how that's going to be. And to see that, I loved it. Um, I, and I enjoyed it, like how it might've impacted the Sarah vote that we spoke about. Push came to shove quickly. Maybe it could have been even quicker, but between Simon and George and Geordie had to make like a real, a real flip. So a lot of that value, that secrecy would have been lost. Like they would have just been aligned and now he can yeah. be aligned with Stevie. Who's, who's much more controllable, I feel, because Geordie still is the joker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and for me, it's, it, you know, if, if, if Simon's going back without an idol somehow, then, yeah, keep unity, keep five over four numbers for sure. But, like, once once you're going back as five with Simon and an idol, and, you, like, 
the odds of having to lose one of Geordie or Fraser and both of their relationships to me is just like that. That to me is the kicker. Like it, it's it's all about how he's setting up the villains tribe, which I thought was so phenomenal. It's just so unfortunate we never saw it play out. But you can't. Well, then there was a swap. Like you should be predicting trends. Like sure, but like how much are you going to be relying on production structures when you can control your own game? I think something has to be said for taking your game into your own hand, controlling your own fate instead of lying there every night praying to Macedonian Jesus that the swap's going to come tomorrow. Because if it doesn't, your game is in a worse spot. Yeah. One minor nitpick for Australian Survivor to have week three kick off with the George Tribal Council, I feel like was, um, you know, I don't know how they could have done it differently if they could have yeah. like done a bonus fourth episode last week. But oh, to please, have like, thank God they didn't. To have like uh, the, <laughs> the, the couple of days after to be able to talk like, was this a good move? Was it a bad move? Because I mean, then you get to see ultimately like we get to uh, uh, we get to a swap, you know, um, ultimately like uh, George is, is still in the game. So it's sort of like, OK, it's a little bit more of a gray area, like was whereas like I think we really could have had some more fun talking about it um, had it been like the end of a cycle. But that's a very minor nitpick. Yeah, I'm grateful they went four in a week. I think mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm at the end of my my tether. But I, but like yeah, I, I agree because obviously like I was into state and people are like, is there going to be emergency coverage? And I was like, I'm at a wedding and um and obviously I speak about it all at the end of the week, so it was like a lot of, of time between that. But I think it, it serves well that at least the rest of the week, especially that episode nine, is really really fun because mm-hmm. you come out of the whole week being like, what a great time we just had. I loved episode nine as well. Like that was my second favorite episode of the season easily. It was so fun and so funny, I feel. And the swap and the auction and all of it was great. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Shannon, not to be forgotten, the heroes did have an episode where they went to a tribal council of their own this week. I mean, is is anything that reaches out to you about this extremely entertaining tribe? Yeah. Uh, You know, too bad that uh, Ben and Jerry couldn't get on the same page. 
Yeah, well, people are saying they couldn't because it's as if you're not hungry enough out there, mm-hmm. you know, with the right. thought of ice too much, cream. Too much yeah. ice cream talk. But once Jerry said <laughs> that Ben had a silver other. tongue, that was it. Uh, they weren't able yeah. to, the silver fox versus the silver tongue. Uh, and I know. I, I mean, I, I wanted your thoughts on Jerry coming back and, and the way they all treated him. Like, I just, that was one of my favorite scenes of the week, of him sitting around and then being like, Jerry, please, are you not? You're not going to dog us, right? You're not going to. Yeah, I really, I was kind of surprised that uh, I guess that he did end up doing it. But I guess he like um, he just like I I do think that um, Nick said this on the podcast. It was like, ah, I got to go back and see Sharni. Got to go back and go back and check in. Yeah. Got to go back to see her get voted out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Ben really hustling uh, over there trying to, you know, make make some moves. Um was it the right move for Ben to, uh, you know, play an idol to get out Sharni? Yeah, I mean, I just thought that, well, he was obviously the right move for him to play an idol. Otherwise, Sure, but, but to, I, get, I think, yeah. to get Sharni? Who cares? Well, I think he well, I think he was trying to get Sharni out yes. fully and not play the idol, but it didn't work. But, like, Sharni or Jerry for him, like, he's not working with any of them. I think we see what happens when, like, these, you know, people in the minority have to like run for their lives, turn against each other, like push each other in front of the bus. And like, they don't, there's no connection there, which is eventually upsetting because Ben and Jerry can't get on the same page. Like ice cream mm-hmm. puns aside. Yes, get on the so, same page. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, do I, I don't, yeah. And page, page puns <laughs> aside, I don't, I don't feel like um, Jerry or Shani mattered to him. I just think he thought there was a possible right. out. There but like, there was no bigger target that he could go after. Like, I, like, I just feel like he's trying to like have his cake and eat it too of like, okay, well, I'm trying, I'm trying to stay in the game. And then I'm also trying to like ingratiate myself to the meat tray. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's, like, I think I'm that, not I think targeting you guys. I just want to stay in the game. But don't we often see that in survivor where it's like, I mean, he, like he does it later on when he has literal, options number options at a swap when he's like we got to show that we're, we're yeah. you know loyal here it's like this was like numerically more difficult like i don't even know if someone like Haley's necessarily going with it i don't know if you know anyone's working with him so he all he has is his idol all he can do is try and get votes on someone they will actually vote for which is shani later when he has actual numbers he doesn't do it i think we see how that like it gets internalized to, like, you know, something that really st- um, stuck out for me is he says to jerry at the swap travel council he's like they're sus on you. It's sus on something that they say in America. Um, yeah, I've heard of, it. I've yeah. heard it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, they're sus on you because you went to the villains and they're sus on me because of the last tribal council. And I'm like, because of the last tribal council, you got a majority of votes. You're not suspicious for saving yourself or daring to save yourself in that. And it's that way that you internalize it. You're wrong. You're playing. You're the 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 issue here. And he has to prove trust with them. Mm-hmm. Proof trust with them, they voted him out. You know, like I think that you internalize to the point where they're like they're the system, they're right, and you're the problem. Let's talk about the episode nine because this was just yes. such a fun party. Of like, it it starts off with okay, bring everybody in. It, it's the auction, Australian Survivor auction again. When we talk about things that Australian Survivor is doing better uh, than uh, you said on the podcast, a swap and an auction. Swap wow, and how, auction. No, yeah, how novel! Exactly, yeah, and and it, I thought it was. I just think it's so funny that we're like tribal councils are so bad in U.S. Survivor, and then Australian Survivor is like the best tribal council specifically of all time. I feel like that it's like it was like a subtweet almost to US Survivor. The whole the whole week was. You know, I, I don't want to keep beating this drum, but like what are we like the, the the Australian Survivor is just like um everything is just so much like there's more of it. And uh it's just I, I feel like it can breathe. I, I know it's the runtime of it also, but we can actually like spend time with these people. Everything isn't so rushed. And it's like U.S. Survivor in a 42 minute package should be trying to simplify things as much as possible. It should be, hey, we only have 42 minutes. Let's slow this down. It's like no. Yeah, I was thinking. We're about making it. Yeah. We have half Chip as much time, half yeah. as many days, and we'll have three times as much stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, there's been like it's just like reward and immunity. It's not like you know an external island or anything. I, I can I can like that, but obviously, US Survivor has been like I don't know a little homogenous with the way that they keep going to like mm-hmm. the same external island. It's, yeah. it's provided some fun stuff, but yeah, it's interesting that they it it feels like they they have the opposite amount of times possibly with the way that they approach things but yeah. it, it, like the auction we miss the auction in u.s survivor don't we 
The auction is so fun. Like I look forward to that. You know, every every season of U.S. Survivor. This was so fun. It, it was there so was fun. so much fun. First off, uh, that they combined it with the with a swap uh, to like really throw people off. And so they, so they swapped, and then you were with your swap tribe. So that there was definitely some you know potential chances for you know misunderstandings and hard feelings going on there. So. Uh, that was great. One pool of money. Cause I kind of feel like that the tribe auctions can be a little wonky sometimes. In terms of what? I mean, just cause in, I like the dialect. The, the just in terms aspect. of like, I feel like uh, there's not a ton of stakes. I feel like that you're buying like food for the whole, for the whole group. So there's less of a chance for like hard feelings, but this was sort of like you had a small, a smaller people were like bidding for things out of like, not there was, I, I don't think there was uh, anything that you were winning for your tribe, right? Yeah, there wasn't. But, and that was the thing is like US survivors, like the auction's broken, put it in the bin. And we've seen international survivor have so much fun with the auction. Survivor South Africa did like a Yankee swap. I don't even think that the US survivor, I don't think that the auction is broken. Let people go to rocks for advantages if that's so much of an issue or have them out earlier or say that there aren't advantages. Like let's just have an auction. There are ways to solve it. But I think pre-merge auctions, that's a really fun way because then if you're, are, are you really going to go spend your whole allotment of money on a rock for an advantage in your tribe? Or is that going to be more like we'll bid for food? And you know, mm -hmm. I think that let's, let them just do that. Like the way that US Survivor just gave up on the auction like that, the like, uh, it was ruined in season 30 and it's done forever. That makes me upset. And I think more thought could have been given to fixing it. in mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. I think between uh, that and then when in Survivor San Juan del Sur, when uh, the touchy subjects got broken, like the, like, yeah, the, that, like, that. like those two those seasons two shot back things. to back and just like, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. That's it. I love those. That's my favorite challenge. No, well, it, it was more the top challenge, but like, I love touchy subjects. It's my favorite challenge of all time. And the auction. It's a staple of the show. <laughs> We're taking the stuff from US Survivor. What's my immunity win? Yeah. And it's gone. And yeah. for what? Yeah. These things are easily solvable. They're not, it, it, more thought should be given to how we can just like tweak little things. Have the advantage come out first or, you know, they, oh, have, as I had, there multiple covered items. People kept bidding thinking it was an advantage. People kept waiting in case it wasn't an advantage. And then it was chocolate and then it was an onion and then it was a surprise party. Like it doesn't, yeah. there are ways that, that clearly it's not broken. We did it right now. We did it this week. You yeah. know, like, the onion was great that, that, that uh, uh, Ben was bidding on the, this, the scroll and then it says you want a green, a, a brown onion. Yeah. Brown okay. onion. Yeah. I don't know where brown onion, onion is. Yeah. I think it's just an onion that's brown. Mm -hmm. Okay, nothing special about it? No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. people were saying, like, Khan was saying, take it back to camp. I'm like, but you can't, right? You can't take things out of the auction. So he's just sitting there eating that onion. Yeah, he tried to, and then uh, ultimately he spit it out. Um, and But then, <laughs> and so then the George thing, this was wild. Okay, all right. So George gets to win a chance to go to, that he is the uh, person of honor uh, that he is the guest of honor at a surprise party. How fun. Yeah. So last season as well, they gave away $60,000 in a challenge. Okay. Um, $5,000 a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, to Khan. Well, he won it. This, well, he didn't bid on it. Like, um, and I mean, he got, he got voted out that same episode um, because of all the, they wanted to vote him out anyway, but I don't think people love that. You were like, that's more than a 10th of the prize money. Yeah. You know, you get five, like that's, that's a salary. That is mm -hmm. so much money that he just got at the surprise parties and he, and it was in secret, which is yeah. even better. But I think that that's such an interesting thing because other than like winning the car on, you know, a uh, U.S. Survivor, I mean, that's something that U.S. Survivor has never had where there is a prize that is meaningful outside of the game. Every other like thing you win on Survivor is either something to help you advance in the game or some sort of like a substance or like, you know, love from home. Like that's that, that yeah. those are the boxes of things that you can win. And to ha like, I, I think that's a fascinating thing to add to the game of the opportunity to win cash prizes in the actual game. Uh, I think that that's um, like, you know, something that I think that, you know, the producers of Survivor around the world, I think could have a lot of fun with. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's the sponsor, right? I and mean, we did compare it to the car award. They have this like set for life sponsor that that's what it is. It's like a lotto type of thing where you win like these, you know, monthly prizes. So that's why they do it. I think it, it matters less in US Survivor because there is this like graduated payment plan based on how far you get. And we almost never hear about that. Like we hear it was obviously important in All Stars where that was more money until the million, right? I and didn't know about like, it when I was playing. 
Oh, really? I feel like that's always been part of the law. Like, that's why people were so loyal to it. They just wanted to get their 250 grand or whatever. Well, yeah. So, in- so, okay. So, yeah. In Survivor uh, All-Stars, yes, people people did know about that. And they didn't they didn't raise the prize from a million dollars. They raised the other prizes, uh, which was, uh, like, probably the worst, I think, idea to do. But when I was playing yes. in the Amazon, I did not know that there were other prizes um, along the way. And that I remember like the day, like Jenna and Heidi was like, Hey, like, uh, do you know what third place, fourth place gets? I'm like, uh, no, I don't know. And they, and they were like, and they told me. That must be a nice surprise. And I yeah. was like, I was like, I, I, I like, it's like, is that true? Is that, and I thought they wouldn't really, uh, get into it, but I, but that was not wow. something I knew going out there. I was like, hold you on. not like read the, the, yeah. like, obviously information you would have had on that. I mean, but we don't really talk about that in US Survivor. And I think it, it's meaningful. Like I remember talking about it, like when Ben gave up his game in Winners at War, um, which was like a personal move that I liked from a personal perspective. I was like, he just gave up, you know, rather than coming third, he came fifth. What did he give up? Like 40K US mm-hmm. about, I can't do the math right now. He would have got what, like 80, 85K yeah, even but more if it was a zero, zero I mean, tie. And how do you put a price on that? Him and Sarah are friends for life, Shannon. Well, that was they tens of thousands of dollars. They have an, un- they have an unbreakable bond now. Yeah, I mean, I would personally pay, like choose forty thousand dollars over a lifelong friendship with Sarah Lucina, but that's just me. Um, like, I, I think like we, but we, and I mentioned it at the time because we we very rarely talk about that graduated mm-hmm. payment plan in US yeah. Survivor. I, I, in I'm Australian saying that Survivor, I think they broke the up being friends on the Challenge USA. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. oh, because I didn't want. Is that what happened? How have I not heard that? It's one of the things I mean, that happened. I think. Oh well. She should be paying. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, I don't want to speak out of school. I'm not sure. Uh, I've, you know, maybe. All right. Well, it was then maybe not the best move, but I mean, I loved it from Mm -hmm. a personal standpoint, but this is what I'm saying. Like in Australian survivor, second place gets Mm $0. Every single thing, $500,000 for the winner, $0. $0. They don't get an appearance fee. They don't cover. They get like, they get like a daily, like, like I got this when I was on top model. It was like a hundred dollars a day for, to like pay your rent. And I was living from like working, not working, living mm-hmm. with my parents, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, money. But it was like not a lot of money and that's it. And the, mm-hmm. and the same amount, as long as you're there and then probably onto the jury and it's not, you know, and then, and then George gets 60 K and then also someone will probably get a car. There's usually a car award in Australian survivor. And those are like the major prizes. And if you come second, which George did, mm-hmm. you'll get no money. So, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, big vote also in episode nine, uh, that we saw Shawnee play, uh, the idol for George. I think it's an interesting decision. Uh, you and Nick talked about this on the podcast of that. Uh, does, does she play the idol if she doesn't find the second idol for, I think it's an, it, it was an easy decision because she had to, I, I feel like um, it was, I think that's a harder decision if she only has the one. Do you think so? Do you think like for what George has been to her? I, for the I majority? Don't... For the majority on this tribe? Like, if she doesn't save George then, mm-hmm. how is she? Well, they'll, they'll take out Ben next because Ben. But like, it seems like she's probably out next or the one after that. Where mm-hmm. now they have like a whole majority of that tribe. Yeah. But she still has an idol that nobody knows oh, that's about. That's true. She does have the idol. Yeah, she has a second idol. But still, you know. I mean, then you're like, it's, it's it's the same thing that we're saying in terms of George's move. In terms of like, do you want to be on a life raft with your idol and hopefully other grievances like Ben getting taken out before you and then praying to Macedonian mm-hmm. Jesus or emerge on a weaker tribe? It, yeah. It's something she could get through. Or do you want to be in control? Do you want to know you go to as many tribal councils as you want and be mm-hmm. not just like safe, but like dominant and you can set up your game. I think like for these strong players, you do not need to rely on, let me hold on for dear mm-hmm. life. I think like, let, let, like set up your game and control it. That's how good they are. That's where they should be. I'm not saying it would be the wrong move. I think it would definitely be a harder decision. Yeah. I think a harder decision that she yeah. does. Okay. I hope she would do it. I hope she. I hope, I hope she, she would do, would do it, it too. Because it's, there's so much stakes in this vote. I mean, again, we don't know how it would go on the four four. A question that we did get in some messages that I got that I, you know, after the recap with Nick, which was interesting, was like the, so the heroes because a lot of this is also on like the incompetence of the heroes um, voting for George. You just came back from a surprise party, whispering right next to Shawnee. Um, not pulling over Jerry. A lot of things went wrong. They basically only mm-hmm. had Ben. But like uh, this question in common has come up. Like why even tell Jerry the real name? Because we, we talk about it like, and we did like, well, then let's discuss it. Like did Jerry tell Shawnee the name? Whether he did or he didn't, like surely it's not optimal to tell like the clear 
swing vote mm-hmm. who's like I can't give you an answer where he says that to Ben later he's like I will vote with you but who's like clearly a huge flight risk and instead be like we're voting for Shawnee and then if he's with you then there's one vote on Shawnee and you've won on a 4-3-1 against George and there's not like this idle play worry and if he's not with you then like you don't want to give him the name right so either way mm-hmm. don't tell Jerry you don't need him as a fifth you just need to make sure that he's you know voting for a villain yeah, I was so, going to go the, the other way. Was, is there a way they could have gotten out of this without having to play the idol? You know, the, I feel like the show didn't make a big deal that it was going to be 4-4 at the yeah. at the Tribal Council. Like, I wonder, like, you know, could, I mean, uh, could they have gotten anybody to flip on, the, on a revote? Yeah, well, you hope Ben but I don't know anymore. Like where he's like, it's illogical anyway that he's, that he's not going with them to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it seems like he should, but would he, um, you know, in, in terms of playing the idol, it also does make, as I mentioned on the Nick podcast, makes a rock draw more favorable to them, takes out George as an option, gives him a 60% chance of winning a rock draw because someone's protected. George is protected mm-hmm. from having to go to rocks. Um, yeah. It's a four, four. And I don't know. And you know, like if Fleck, I get to, does she have any connection day, have uh, with, with potentially voting with George, uh, George and Shawnee. I mean, she's played with George, but like more negatively. So, mm, okay. Flick seems tight with like Paige. It, Flick seems like integral to the heroes. I feel. Yeah. Um, and she's always voting for George. So, like, I don't know. It, it's gonna. It would come down to like, do you want to go to Rocks yeah. pre merge? And and who would be doing that? Like, if say they vote for for say Shawnee plays out on herself and they vote for George and like these two targets are out, then it's Jerry and Stevie making this decision. And Stevie's to the death. And I think Jerry's whole thing is like, screw you guys forever, heroes. So <laughs> yeah. like, I think those are two good people who are like in it. And then it'll be down to like, do you want to go to rocks, heroes? Or do you want to do you want to flip? Shannon, I will say that what my first negative thing about Australian Survivor here, uh, besides that they didn't make uh, this uh, George Tribal Council at the end of a week, um, I was not nervous for George in any way, shape or form watching the episode. I wasn't spoiled. And I felt like that, like, boy, if George got voted out, I do think Twitter would have gone nuts, but I also feel like that yeah. the page the page boot edit I felt like was strong in episode nine. That is true. There's a little bit of plot armor for a lot of these people. Like, I mean, it's played out. To the, mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing I'll say about this season. It's hard because I can go either way. Like, I just watched, you know, Survive South Africa returning season that pained me. I loved it more than anything in the world, but I cried every episode losing these titans of the game. It was a full returnee season. And it was hard, you know, seeing these big players go early. So I'm so happy to have the big players still in. We haven't lost one returnee to it's a amazing. vote. I was devastated it's about amazing. Jackie. That's amazing. But does it take a little bit out sometimes when it's like Fraser, like it, like the, the stakes are so, well, the stakes are very high on who could go. And it obviously felt like Simon was in trouble and, you know, like these are big votes, but then you like lose that. So like, you don't come out of any episode being like, you know, that beautiful, exquisite survivor pain to this point, but then we all, we have them in for longer. Like, do you think that's, is that a good thing or a bad I thing? I love it. It's one of my favorite things about <laughs> Australian survivor. It's like watching like the walking dead. I'm like, oh, they're not going to kill the big characters. Like, uh, okay, well, let's watch, <laughs> let's watch Paige and Sharni. Uh, yeah. and, I mean, th- yeah. I mean this week alone, I mean, this uh, Frasier, Sharni, Paige, I mean, you couldn't no, no. draw it up better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I think it will make it meaningful. Obviously when the first important person to go goes, you'll be like, Oh my God. Like they actually like killed off a relevant person. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment that hasn't happened and it's been, you know, it's been three weeks. I think, it, yeah, I mean, it is. It'd be tough to get through the next week without three relevant people. Cause I don't know. Well, Matt, I'm looking at you. Matt, David, Matt, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I know you have David, a big David's following. David's in a very good spot. Mm-hmm, but yeah, we're, we're left with a lot of important people, like whether you like them or not. Yeah. We are, I can't, but I can't think of the ones who aren't important because they're not here. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. on the show. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what what so else it, it uh, was it, like uh, really uh, people buzzing about this week on Australian Survivor? I mean, you know, I don't think God likes Paige. People really like that line. Yeah. I don't know if you lo- love that. Um, I thought that that was really funny. Did uh, the the humor of that that whole thing, that whole episode, I thought was great. I mean, I'm interesting to to hear your thoughts. I was just thinking more about like that that old codger Jerry. Um, you know, flips to a four as we're saying. I think would be willing to go to rocks. And Nick and I were like, do it. You know, what what do the heroes have for you? Do what you need. Go down with the ship if you need to. But even better that it won out. Do you feel like? Like, cause that's been a big debate. And I, I've been, I've been like believing the narrative that Shawnee read the vibe. Do you feel like she read the vibe that George was the name? Or do you think Jerry was like, I'm all in. 
I'm properly flipping. I'm not weighing it up. George is the name. And she knew, like, I, I think that's the one that I'm still debating within myself. <laughs> that's such a good question. Um, that Shani mentioned about that. They were whispering at the tribal council. It's just like, it like, like, what is this guy? This is amateur no, hour. So, yeah. But I do feel like that Jerry would tell them uh, what what was going on. And I think that part of it was also that, you know, uh, that Jerry, I think, got like really burned by Ben. And because Ben was part of the group, like, I, I think it actually like in, in a way like we took out Johnny, but yeah. he also saved Jerry. <laughs> like, I guess so. so. But Jerry might hate that more, you know, like he, he hasn't been with them. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like that maybe because Ben was like on the side of like, let's take out George. Well, I think that Jerry might have like locked Jerry in of like, and, and, and why wouldn't he tell them the name? Yeah. I mean, if God hates Paige, I think Jerry does too. Like she's also been like in that power structure. I thought she was like particularly awkward at that, like, town like town meeting they had with jerry sitting there like santa claus and them all being like my wish for christmas is you don't you know turn on us at a swap mm -hmm. and then yeah. being like no you get coal mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah and i want to say the the most annoying thing this week was uh page versus sharni who dropped the box yeah who cares that's true more time was spent on that than anyone needed <laughs> certainly me um yeah i mean i think for jerry like i hope for his sake like that he that he did tell them because then then like we're not giving enough credit to Jerry like then he's like a big part of like winning this vote for them. Um, otherwise, he obviously is like you know flipping to a four four where anything could happen. I, and I still think that's fine. Like I still think that's better than being with the heroes. But like I think if, if he's telling them like this is the name, if he's all in like that, which he obviously is, he voted that way. But like if he was before, because before he was like I'm weighing it up. Shawnee's saying she doesn't know if she can trust him. Like that's clearly the narrative, but. I just thought it was interesting because you don't see Jerry ever trying to pull Ben. We only see Ben trying to pull Jerry to the heroes. Is he relying on it like at a tie being like, Ben, this is your time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that like for Jerry, he hates the heroes so much that he'd yeah. go to a possible 4-4 and Ben, who's been voted out by them as well, but more, even more so, um, won't even go to the 5-3. Like, I think that that was the biggest takeaway of the episode. Obviously, I think for a lot of people it was like Ben, sticking there and mm -hmm. yeah so that i think that, that was do a you thing. think that they could win now again you maybe you lose jerry by trying to do this uh but do you think that they could win ben over uh to the you know uh george and shawnee side of things now or now yes ben? now will they want to what does Ben give hey, them? What, you I mean, gonna I, throw I, a I, number I, away like uh that i agree i agree i agree i think that they should try to get ben um, I think Ben should have come to them before, you know, how much is Ben going to be able to fall on his sword? Like he mm -hmm. voted for George. He stuck with the heroes. Um, like they're going to need numbers eventually uh, that they can't just like, uh, like, you know, the, yeah. have the, the spice girls and, and Jerry uh, go up against the, the like uh, Costco meat tray at this point. <laughs> Costco meat tray. But there's, but there's only five bigger. spice girls. Yeah. But you can't have, you can't have more people. There's not a thick spice girl. Right. Well, that's what so that's, that's what I'm it. saying. That's that we're running out of people on the Spice Girls. Yeah. No, I does feel like Ben should be part of a long term coalition for them. It also feels like taking out Flick and Matt means they're going to get even more pummeled in challenges. And maybe they just at that point don't care. Um, even if they like take out Flick and Matt, like does Ben even make it to emerge? Like, are there yeah. enough tribal councils where like even if he's third, I think that he's in a really bad spot. And, um, physically being now like on the other side. Yeah. And, and just going back to, you know, the, like how we started it talking about George's move. Like, I feel like, okay, well, Jordy is sort of like, uh, like on an Island, uh, over there on the new, uh, heroes tribe, but maybe you could have thought like, okay, in a perfect world, okay, maybe Jordy is working on, you know, dismantling the meat tray. We'll meet back up with him at the merge. Uh, but now like Jordy got, what? Wait, what do you mean? Like dismantling it, how? Like he's well. He, I mean, he's uh, like try, like yeah. trying to, yeah. you know, destroy it from the inside. Uh, and, and we did see Jordy sort of like reconnect with Shawnee and Liz after all of that. Yeah. So maybe that there is hope that they could get the band back together. But I just, uh, I, I just hate that um, the Jordy and George thing got just got torched. Yeah, you say that, and I agree with parts. It's like okay, well, if if you have Jordy there. At least like Liz, well, like Liz and Jordy might have something like, but there may not be a connection there. There might be an, an option there. But then if it's like, say, say, you know, they've gone back to a tribal council, like he, like Stevie is a massive part of what they have. 
mm-hmm. like not just as a number, but as like a true connection. Um, so what if they're there and they've gone back to a tribal council and they voted out Fraser? Firstly, is Geordie even with them then at that point? Mm-hmm. And also do they have like, you know, at that point, maybe they have like another hero on their tribe. It's hard to see how the permutations play out because again, I think so much of it was down to the fact that they didn't go back to a tribal council. I think that it like, they, let's, let's all play it out. Like they go back the next night to tribal council. Shani doesn't drop the box. Paige doesn't drop the box. Whoever dropped it, didn't drop it. And she's uh, screw it up somehow. And they go back to a tribal council and they vote out Fraser. The swap doesn't look great anyway. And then Stevie's not there to be tight with them. And and Simon doesn't, you know, he still has his idol, like his idol. So I think that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. just, I need everyone to like think about them going to tribal council oh. the next night. Have, and that's what it is. Has there been enough talk about, did George need to play his idol at that tribal council? Like, uh, like he, that, uh, did, did he know definitely that he wasn't getting the votes? I don't think he knew for sure. I mean, we, yeah, we go into this at length um, on the Nick recap, mm-hmm. so I don't want to like hugely repeat. But yeah. I think for me personally, like as a smoking gun, as an offensive move, as really putting it to Simon, negating his votes, negating Steve's vote um, in terms of like creating that divide that's not just based on if Steve has the votes, he's going to go home. And then Simon could be like, well, maybe he doesn't. And then it's not as much about them separating. Now it's mm-hmm. like, I'm safe. And mm-hmm. so who else could it be? And then it's like, wow, you really are willing to sacrifice him. So I think, you know, in terms of just like being safe and in terms of the smoking gun offensively, I back it. I don't disagree with anything George did. I don't think that, I think this was fine. And then look, they just get a new idol and they play, you know, like they're also like probably going to find idols. Mm -hmm. So like start spending him, you know? Okay. All right. Shannon, anything else? Have I convinced you on these things or are you still (sighs) down on it? I, I just wonder, like, I, I get, I loved the pageantry. I loved the, the, the drama of it all. It was, I was thoroughly entertained and, and I am eternally grateful uh, to George for doing it. I, I just, I just wonder if there was a way not to have had as much collateral damage and gotten most of the same things. So I've gotten different things. It, it's a choice. It's a choice. If you're choosing unity, he clearly did not. You, you're choosing unity or division, mm-hmm. division and power and control on your tribe and, and and intense connections as well. Not just like working together, but like that. And that's what he chose, like to the death, you know? And I think that that's like George's MO is like his people in this like really strong way. Or you choose like a more congenial, unified thing that could go poorly, that's more reliant on the game structures. And that could be a more like cohesive thing. And George chose division. And I actually think, like, I admire the power. And if anyone can go 47 days at that speed, slicing and dicing, rather than just, like, bringing people in with open arms, like, it probably is George. But it's a choice that he made. There was one or two ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was one of the highlights of uh, my week, for sure. And certainly uh, an incredible moment that uh, I'm sure when we get together with Mike Bloom in December of 2023... And we talk about the year in Survivor. That is going to be one of the things uh, that we certainly spent some time talking about. So, uh, so happy that uh, we got to talk about it this week. Shannon, any other final thoughts, Australian Survivor Week 3? No, I loved it. I wanted to know what you thought of of Sam Frost on on Australian Survivor. I don't yeah, know so if you I, know the I, lore. I don't know. I heard <laughs> you and you and Nick talking yeah. so much about Sam Frost. And I was like, is this Mr. Yes. Frost's sister? Yeah, I, we talked pre-show. I don't know who Mr. Frost is. Only Mr. Frost I know is Geordie. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Sam Frost, very famous person in Australia. She's Do you know Hannah Brown? Of from, The Bachelor? Yeah, I kind of feel like she's our Hannah Brown. Oh, yeah. Well, Hannah Brown is on Special Forces Colon World's Toughest Test. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, we have that. We have SAS. I think that you've taken that. Like We took it from the UK and then we have it. You have World's Toughest Test? I watched Toughest one episode Test? of that show. It's not called that, but I think it's, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible. <laughs> the episode I watched. So it was is the one horrible. in the US. It was disturbing. They yeah. covered their heads with hoods and they yes. made them punch each other in the face. Yes. A woman got punched by a man in the episode I watched. Check out our episode eight one. recap. It's a lot. It is. Um, yeah. Lockie, Lockie the Bachelor was on it from Survivor. Oh. World's Toughest Test. The equivalent in SAS is what yes. it's, I think it's the same thing. It sounds like it's the same thing. Sounds like it's the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, equivalent. So Sam Frost was the first ever bachelorette that Australia had. Um, she was a very, very famous person. She was she well, she won a season of The Bachelor and then got dumped for third place. 
this is her whole life story. And then she and then she was a bachelorette, and then she had like a an anti-vax controversy. And then and then she met Geordie. <laughs> Wait, no. So this is how she met Geordie. Last season, you covered the first season, the first week of last season with me. So I'm sure that you'll remember Jay and Alex. How can Two I people forget? who were on the last, yes, the yes. last season, Jay got zero confessionals. Alex got basically medevaxed with a back injury. And Jay was her boyfriend at the time. And Alex was her brother. And that's why they were on the season together. That was their connection, a brother and a boyfriend of a woman who was Sam Frost, former bachelorette Sam Frost. Okay. Is this, is this more complicated than the George Tribal Council? Through Alex, she met Geordie a year ago. And now they're having a baby. And she was on the show in video format. Yes. And it's wild to me that that baby only exists because of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay. She met him because of Survivor. Incredible. Amazing. And Jordy now is with Bachelorette Sam Frost mm-hmm. having a baby. I like that she had the she overalls for the baby. I like that. She had the, yeah. And they, but they weren't purple. And I think, no. you know, Bryce will have an issue with that because we like the purple overalls. Mm-hmm. But okay. I mean, we, we've been missing that in the US too, right? Like these, like the loved ones aspect. Obviously, we get letters, but like, I know that they do the creepy like videos in the sanctuary, but like yeah. a real video call. I think that's nice. That's we, not why like, not. You learn, why can't you learn we do a lot that? about Jordy. Yeah, hundred percent. So it looked good. I thought it was good content. I thought it was good too. Um, all right, Shannon. Of course, uh, catch everything that Shannon is doing over in the Survivor Global podcast feed. Go to robswebsitecom slash global feed for that. Of course, uh, you can catch Shannon as well on television on Talking Tribal. Yes, uh, that's on 10 Play. There's also on YouTube for the international fans. It's also in, in podcast form, but if you want to watch it because it's so fun on set at the moment. Um, yeah, it's also on the Channel 10 YouTube and they just like upload that like a day later. Uh, so I'm, yeah, this is the third time I've spoken about this week, this week, and I wouldn't have it any other way, Rob. Like I'm having such a phenomenally good time. I'm enjoying the season so much. I think it's genuinely hilarious. And that it, like survivor needs to be funny. Like survivors at its best when it's funny, but Australian survivor, like really needs to oh, be funny. And so long. If, if we're comparing the U S and Australia, uh, U S survivor is not funny. Uh, at, at this point, like, uh, like the Jesus, last, the jugular. no, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, I'm trying to be like, like the last three seasons of survivor 42 is funny. I think there were, there are, there are moments, but I feel like that there are like, cause look, I look for funny moments to like put in the voicemail show and stuff like that. So I keep a close eye on this stuff. Right. Like, I feel like that the, the last three seasons have had like the, one of the biggest things that has been taken out of modern day survivor has been sort of like lighthearted, funny moments. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I think that, Australian Survivor, when it's at its absolute best every second season, is really, really funny, mm-hmm. mostly by these like hilarious characters that create it, you know, but and it's so necessary. And I think that the self-seriousness and the heaviness will get you an Australian Survivor so much. But U.S. Survivor has tended that way. We know like the deep stories and like those like basically narrative aspects where that's probably more of a focus for them, whereas like. I do think that there's been a real highlight this season on like leaving in all the funny one-liners, the challenge one-liners. There seems to be a fun, like despite the toxicity, which clearly is also a little bit there, but like there's like a fun kind of banter. And yeah, like I genuinely like, Nick and I were saying, it's like, it's laugh out loud funny Mm -hmm. and it needs to be. (laughs) So that's been great. Well, I'm loving it. Wow, you really buried US Survivor in this podcast, Rob. <sighs> what, look, I got to keep it real. Okay. Um, look, Are you looking forward to 44? Like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm just telling you that w- what Australian Survivor is by comparison reminding me about like, well, like, why am I loving it so much? It's like, oh yeah, like I'm really getting to know these characters and like uh, the episodes oh, are like, aren't like, wait, what, what the hell is happening? And um, like, it's that we're getting like to know like the tribe dynamics and like, oh, uh, we can understand why a move happened as opposed to it just being like a total blur. Yeah, maybe, you know, you obviously covered 2016, which was not funny and so long mm-hmm. and so dark. And then you were done forever. You never you never hosted it again. You gave it away and who can blame you? And maybe if it had been a season like this, you'd be here right now covering mm-hmm. Australian Survivor and I'd be who knows where well, listening to it. I so think the Australian it. Survivor game is much closer to what I think the idealized Survivor game is, which is basically like an idol at camp, not a lot of other advantages going on, sort of like uh, bigger tribes. 
And that's it. And then just let the players play. And that's it. Whereas U.S. Survivor is uh, like definitely not that at this point in time. They're both so extreme and specific in their own ways. I feel New Era versus Australia. But we're missing the big tribes in U.S. We're missing the swaps. We mm-hmm. are. We're missing that. Like we, we really have been. Um, yeah. And then Australian Survivor has their things that they're also doing tremendously wrong. So the the middle ground being Survivor South Africa, that's the perfection. But mm-hmm. definitely when Australian Survivor is at its best, it's great. And I'm so glad that you are loving it, Rob. And I hope you get to keep up with it. And, you know, U.S. Survivor is going to come up at a point, but hopefully we can do more of these and you can... It, it keeps you, you know, on the hook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've come this far. Okay. I mean, we're already at day 16. We've already watched nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're doing pretty well. Yeah. We're doing pretty well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shannon, any, anything else for you? No. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Great week to discuss. Thank you for everyone for, for listening. Follow at Shannon Gates on Thank Twitter. You. Okay, uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you missed it, I got to go through a look. We are excited about Survivor 44. Uh, Bryce Isaiah and I went through all of the 18 Survivor contestants on Issa Look. I'm going to get together with the First Lady of Podcasting, Nicole Sestronino, to talk about her thoughts on the cast. Nicole Stradamus will make her predictions and much more. Make sure you subscribe. Rob is at website.com slash subscribe. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.